world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So the, so the intro says, based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta confess to you, sometimes that isn't true. Sometimes it's just my flesh. I always pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint us and will guide us into all truth, but you know, man, oh man, oh man, we let a lot of stuff get in the way, don't we? And I was just thinking, just as we're getting ready to go on the show today, this is February 29th. It's leap year. Now, I don't even know what the heck that means. Why do they every four years have to give us an extra day? And who came up with that calculation? How long? I'd be somebody to do some good research on. How long have we been following? How long have we been following leap year? Who who came up with that? How come we're only leap weeks or leap days, leap year? In other words, we have to have another whole day to catch up with the time. Now, look, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theory about that. That's not what I'm asking. But who figured that out? And when did they figure it out? On what calendar was there a leap year? Back in time of Jesus, when he walked there, they have leap year. Is today really Saturday? It isn't Saturday. Oh, well, is Saturday really Saturday, or is it something else? And who determined that was Saturday? These are, these are a lot of things that uh, you know. Jesus warned us that uh, to this. He told, he told the Sadducees, the Pharisees, "You teach his commandments, the doctrines of men." Wow. Does that apply only to religious doctrine, do you think? You think when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he says, you teach his doctrines, the commandments of men. He was only talking about religious doctrines? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Because we're sure believing a lot of stuff that I'm finding out isn't true. And we could run down a whole litany of things. If you If you question the mainstream, whatever that means, the government, media, educational complex, if you follow that cabal, they're all telling you the same story. They're all telling you the same story. And if I were to come in here, or Craig were to come in here, or Alan Zeifer were to come in here, and they would start showing you all the Masonic, Luciferian things related to Washington, D.C., you wouldn't believe it. In fact, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, all of them would be calling you a conspiracy theorist, right? For simply saying, wait a minute, look, I look at this, it doesn't make sense. I look at this, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. That makes you a conspiracy theorist? No, no, it makes you uh, stop thinking. So I'm weaving somewhere today because I've, I've, I ruminated a conversation with Dale Socha at the end of the show yesterday. Maybe it was in the after show. <clears throat> Dale stood up a little bit and uh, defended pastors. And by the way, I was on with... Uh, uh, I did a show last night on Brideon with some other pastors, and uh, uh, 
they sort of stood up, but they didn't really stand, stand up because the easiest guy to, to blame is the pastor. The easiest guy to blame when the, your team loses is the coach. We just need a new coach. How often do we say, hey, we just need a new pastor? We don't change pastors, do we? But uh, Dale said something, and, uh, and really, I've, I've been pondering all day, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect something for you here today as well. Uh, <clears throat> let me, are you guys looking at me? How come I didn't take the jab? Well, I know why. The personal choice. I decided I would accept some personal responsibility for my health. And I did some research, and I said, you know what? I ain't taking that thing. Not only did I do some scientific research. How many years? Is that four years now? It's been four years? Not only did I do some scientific research, I called some people that I really, really trusted and asked what they thought about it. <clears throat> and then I read what the Bible says. And I said, you know what? Even though all the rivers flowing that way, all the rivers rolling that way to jabs and masks and jabs and shutdowns, all the rivers flowing that way. I said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to swim upstream. <clears throat> I think I'm going to swim upstream. Against all that current and all that force and all that stuff, I personally made the decision for me and my family, we are not taking the jab. I can't, I can't blame Fauci. I can't blame Trump. I can't blame Biden. I can't blame my doctor. I can't blame anybody. Because at the end of the day, I had personal responsibility to filter through all of the morass all the opinions, all the directions, and go to the Bible or go to the Holy Spirit and say, Father, what would you have me do here? And the Holy Spirit told me, don't take that thing. So I can be as mad as I want to about somebody, you know, hey, 17 million people. 17 million people have some type of after effect, including death. It's probably higher than that. But currently we know, from uh, research yesterday, 17 million people are having adverse reactions to the shot. 17 million. Some of them are dead. And who do they want to blame? Well, they want to blame uh, Dr. Fauci. Some of them are pastors. Some of them are pastors. They want to blame MSNBC. They want to blame what, whatever. Hey, dude. Hey. Look at this. Huh? I can stick this thing up my nose. It's my choice. Somebody says, Coach, stick it up your nose, you'll feel better. And I stick it up my nose. It ain't the guy told me his fault. <laughs> it isn't his fault. It's my fault. You say, well, Coach, yeah, but Coach, you get it because you understand. You, you, uh, you have a deeper understanding than most. Oh, really? Is that my fault? Is it my fault I didn't go blindly to the doctor and do what the doctor told me to do? I said, you know what? I ain't putting that crap in my arm. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to up my vitamins. I'm going to up my minerals. I ain't wearing a mask. I ain't buying into that crap. I'm not going to do it. By the way, against all kinds, the current was strong. Current was strong. And so I sit here today healthy as a horse. Thank you, Jesus. Not because some doctor gave me something.
not because I put on a mask, not because I took some shot. No, 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 no. See, each and every one of us in every day, now I'm, I'm going somewhere. This isn't just about the shot, okay? Hang on with me. In every aspect of your life, we have totally gotten away from personal responsibility. You made Amen. the choice. You did. You put on the mask. You said, well, Coach Dave, my pastor didn't say anything against it. Well, what the hell's wrong with you? That you're sitting around sucking off the teeth of another man. You can't get in the Bible. You can't read the Bible. You can't figure out whether you should do it or not. And you're going to lay the blame on your pastor. Now, I'm the worst because I think the pastors should have been out front telling people not to take it, and they weren't, and we should trust those men. Can I tell you something? I don't trust very many pastors anymore. Sorry, I trust Dale Socia. I trust Tom Gill. I trust, I'm going to see if I start saying names. I've got some I trust. I trust Bill Dunphy. I don't trust most of those guys. You know why? Because I'm a deeply spiritual man. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the truth. And I understand how easy temptation is. I'm a deeply spiritual man, and I understand how easy it is to go along, to get along. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Somebody give me a thumbs up. And if it's hard for me, I've been through some trials and some tribulations. I have been uh, hardened by conflict. I've been, uh, I've been in a fire, baby. And if it's easy for me, to be misled, how easy is it for the average person you come in contact with? And at the end of the day, it's all personal. It's all personal responsibility. It, it's all personal responsibility. See, here's the truth. Just as, as a for instance, <clears throat> you can continue to put your kids in public schools because, are you ready? You can't afford it. You can't afford it. And then wake up 18 years from now, and they're serving the devil, and then you blame the schools. That'd be a good place to say amen. No personal responsibility. Amen. Now, my wife, I love my, I can't even tell how much I love my wife and what a giving woman she is. We have had at our house for the last, I don't even know how many days, grandkids. I love my grandkids. But it's like we're raising children all over again because there's four up there, there's four over there, there's two over there. And where's the easiest place to come when they need help? They come to grandma and grandpa. That's okay. I'm not complaining, okay? I'm not complaining. Michelle said this morning, because a slew of them are going to be here today, we love it. I'm not, but hear, hear my heart. Sometimes she just needs to sit on, on the beach and, <laughs> and watch them. You understand? Sometimes she doesn't need to be cooking meals and running around chasing down kids. She's, she's, what are you, 69? God, she's get, she getting old too. She, get, she loves her grandchildren. But at some point, she's a criminy. Well, reality of it is, Michelle, two things. You got to learn to say no. And number two, can you think of anybody better in the whole world for your grandchildren to spend the day with? And you and I. Hmm? We could send them off to daycare. We could send them off to some sitter. You mean to tell me those precious little grandbabies are going to be under 
your influence all day long. Wow! So it's personal responsibility. It's personal choices. We can't afford it. Oh, yes, you can. It's about choices. Well, my pastor didn't say that. Well, then get a new pastor. Or go have a meeting with the pastor and say, hey, pastor, how come we're not talking about this stuff? Because you're probably going to find out that he don't even know. Because that's the farthest thing from his mind. So you, hey, dudes, when you walk into Wendy's and you order a single or double or whatever it is, meal, don't gripe when that's what comes to your table. You ordered it. Or if they you ordered a Wendy's, no, McDonald's Big Mac, and they bring you chicken nuggets, if you sit there and eat the chicken nuggets, it's your own damn fault. Whatever happened to personal responsibility? I'm sorry. I took the shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I took it. I didn't have to. Oh, yes, I did, coach, or I was going to lose my job. Well, then you, you had the choice. You took it. Right? Personal responsibility. So the easiest thing for us to do, me to do, which I constantly do, is bang on the pastors. Bang on the pastors. Because they are at fault. But how long are you going to sit there and eat that the crumbs they throw off of the table? How long are you going to do that? It ain't their fault. Oh, your kids don't know. Your kids don't know anything about the Bible. Are they reading the Bible at your house? Or you send them to youth group, hoping the youth group leader's going to do it. Come back to personal responsibility. That's all the government's about. All the government is about is controlling you and everything you do. And we love it that way. We love it that way. Makes people uncomfortable. Because I'd much rather blame somebody else than have to take responsibility for the mess that I'm sitting in. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. Some of you are dealing with dealing with wayward children. And what's the hardest thing to do? Hold your ears. Tell him, sorry, but you're going to have to sit in your crap. I ain't changing your diaper. Sorry. And our willingness to not, not make those we love personally responsible for the condition they're in has destroyed, destroyed our nation. It's always somebody else's fault. Boom. And by the way, your pastor ain't your king. He ain't the president of your life. Amen. <laughs> And if you're going to him, expecting to get all the wisdom of the world from him, well, there's something wrong with you. Because chances are pretty good. I don't know how it is. Chances are pretty good. His family isn't all walking the straight and narrow. (laughs) Chances are pretty good. If you dig deep, he's doing some not-so-Christian things. Are you here? Are you here? And ultimately, it comes back to personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. So remember I used to tell you guys that one of the things that used to drive me craziest during the course of a football game was when a football player made a mistake on the field only because I hadn't trained him properly. Remember me saying that before? 
I would, if a kid just made an honest mistake, hey, you live, it's part of the game, man. Throw a pass and gets picked off, it's part of the game. But if he made the mistake because I hadn't coached him properly against that defensive look, I would be enraged at me, not at him. How can I expect him to do something he doesn't know? So it's my job to coach him to do it the right way. And when he does it the right way and the ball gets picked off, maybe it's the other guy just made a great play. But I can tell you this, if he doesn't know how to do it and he drops back, he doesn't understand the coverage he's facing and he throws the ball into double coverage because I didn't teach him, it isn't his fault. It's mine. That's where we are. It's always somebody else's fault. Blame the blame Biden, blame Trump, blame Harry Reid, blame Nick, blame them, blame them, blame them. No, 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 uh-uh, no, no. Judgment begins where? Where does judgment begin? At the house of the no. Lord. What's the house of the Lord? Right here, baby. We are. Right here it is. Judgment begins right here. Now, hang on. Are you looking at me? Judgment's a good thing. Judgment is a good thing. A judgment is what tells us the difference between right and wrong. Judgment is a good thing. And they've told us for how many years, don't judge. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? And I heard the dialogue that was going on here in the show uh, at the, before the show went on the air where people were talking about not being safe out in public and strangers coming up to you and you're out in the parking lot. Some guy pulls up and circling around and your antenna go up and uh, man, you got to have good judgment. You got to know what to do. And huh? Hey friends. Have you taught your children that? You know, one of the things that I regret in my life, I, I mean, I, a lot of things I regret. When, when, our, when our girls were 11, 12, 13, Michelle and I didn't teach our girls about boys and what boys were really after and how important it was for them to have their guard up and protect their their chastity and protect their integrity and how valuable they were. I didn't, I didn't, I just assumed they'd learn it, right? Assumed they'd learn. Church, school, teach them. They'll, they'll get sex education at the school. school. Right? Hey, I'm nailing it today, aren't I? I'm nailing it. Because there's a lot of you who are watching here right now. It gives mad as hell. I don't, I don't care. I, I mean, because look, it's my job to tell you this. Huh? I can say, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to offend them. Huh? I I sat around last night. I was tired. Michelle was tired because I've been babysitting for how many days? They're little, right? They're all little. And Michelle sat him down in front of the TV last night and played some something on TV that was really, you know, it's always God honoring. To watch those little kids sit there and eat that popcorn. And I knew this. They're not getting that at their home. Because their parents don't understand what it's like, really, to raise children. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. The parents are busy earning a living, cleaning the house, doing, doing all the stuff parents do. And they sit the kid down in front of anything because, oh, here you go. Here, spend some time on this. Give this to your kids. Spend some time on this. Right? They'll keep them occupied while you cook or whatever it is. It's all personal responsibility. And we send our kids off to public school to be trained, to be raised or trained by Caesar. And as the old saying goes, 
we get shocked when they come home little Romans. We send them into an atheistic environment, seven and a half hours a day, 35, 40 hours a week. Take them to Sunday school on Sunday, maybe youth group on Wednesday. And then we're shocked when they get to be 17, 18 years old, and we're not able to control them anymore. You don't have to give me a thumbs up because I'm all, I'm, nail, I'm all over it today. It's personal responsibility. We don't want it. And so we have family members. I'm not trying to pick anybody's scab here. We're not trying to pick, not trying to pick any scabs. I got, I got friends who lost loved ones in COVID. But why did they lose loved ones in COVID? Probably. They didn't do their own diligence and own research and what would be best for them. They trusted the doctors. They trusted people they didn't even know. Like I said, I got, you know, I got uh, a tooth the other day. I was talking about that. I got a temporary on there. I, I, I had three, I had three girls. I had the dentist who was a woman and two girls, two hygienists work on my mouth. And I didn't know the first thing about any, I couldn't tell you their name. I don't know anything about them yet. I blindly went in there, put my head back and let them poke around in there for about an hour and 20 minutes. And if you ask me right now today, Hey coach Dave, who did your tooth? I would go, uh, uh, um, it's the same thing I would say to many of you out there. Hey, by the way, your kids in what? They're in seventh grade. They're in seventh grade, are they? Oh, okay. Hey, hey, who's their eighth grade social studies teacher? Who's our seventh grade social studies teacher? Um, um, um. Then you're shocked when they come home and they're godless. We won't blame the schools. You put them there. You, you mean to tell me? I'm talking to me. You mean to tell me that you put your children under the care of someone for seven and a half hours a day and you really don't even know what they believe? You kidding me? Because the student will be like the teacher. Will be like the teacher. So I thank God today that once again, we have some sick grandchildren. I didn't add that to it. Some sick, sick grandchildren coming to our house on leap year. And I, I hugged my wife, prayed over my wife. She'll tell you I did. And I said, thank God they can come here. Thank God they're here. And not in some babysitter. who's got days of our lives on, blasted all day while they're over there. So what's the theme here, Coach? Personal responsibility. Hey, what's that song? I wish it was. It's coming to me. It's my own damn fault. That's Jimmy Buffett, wasn't it? Changes in latitudes, changing. It's my own damn fault. It's my own damn fault. It's not my pastor's fault. It's not my lawyer's fault. It's not my doctor's fault. It's my own damn fault. I didn't do my due diligence. Come on in, Roger. Um, You know, you had talked a few minutes ago about uh, why we didn't take the jab. And I think... One thing I would add to that, at least in my household, is this cue. Um, being in fellowship with people that are outside of the mainstream mantra. Um, it's so easy if we stand alone. And this is why fellowship is important to be in, like, in like-minded environments. But I, I attribute much of my defense system, not only to my poor personality, um, but to this cue, being around people 
like-minded, encouraging me, yes, sir. listening, yes. hearing what they're learning. Yep. And that strengthened me. And then what happened is it filtered down to those that I love near me. Unbelievable. Huh? Now, now, we don't have a 100% record, but we have a pretty good record. But it's easy to get picked off on these big issues. And more big issues are coming. More big issues are coming. So, you know, I attribute uh, not that, you know, like I said, the Q helped me get yes. educated, strengthened mm-hmm. me, and, and, and I wasn't picked off alone. And so... I didn't take the jab, nor did my wife and many in my family did not. Amen. So I thank, I thank the Q, and that is why fellowship's important. Now we get fellowship in different places, but Amen. like-mindedness, fellowship is good. Counselor, that's a great opening uh, statement, great opening statement. That is the truth, right? Because I know this, no matter how much, how crazy everyone else is telling me I am, Randy's got my back, and Bob Evans has got my back, and Betty's got my back. I now have a network of people. When I'm get bombarded by the world, I get a network of people say, hang on, dude. Hang on. Yeah. Hang Dave, on. Yeah, Dave, I think we forget how much pressure there was. Yeah. I think we forget from the media, from our families, from our coworkers. How much, and I'm not saying that the pat is on the back, but everybody, everybody was saying, get that jab. Get that jab. It was overwhelming. Everybody, you're right, man. Everybody was saying it, weren't they? Everybody was saying it. Really, really. And uh, hopefully it, uh, we don't have to sing that old Jim Buffett song. It was Mar- Margaritaville, wasn't it? But I know it's my own damn fault. Because it started out, it was some woman's fault, wasn't it? You knew it was some woman's fault. Then it was somebody else's fault. And then he sees at the end of it, it's my own damn fault. So if you took the jab or your spouse took the jab and they died, I'm very, very sorry, but it's their own damn fault. Right? Come on. Let's own up to it here. Back when I was a kid, you remember, you guys all remember this, they worried about somebody getting their girlfriend pregnant because you just didn't do that. But if you did do that, You got married. It's your own damn fault, right? No more personal responsibility like that. It's always somebody else's fault. Now, because I'm going to get you a second deal, because I bang bang up on pastors, folks, there's no, absolutely no reason why any person who's put in a position of authority does not have their nose to the trail of the issues of the day. It is their job to warn. Israel's watchmen are blind. Isaiah 56, isn't that amazing? Isaiah 56, 10. His watchmen are blind. What happens when you got blind watchmen? You got people taking jabs and dying and then getting mad because Fauci told you to take it. Well, why the hell did you listen to Fauci? Fauci a godly man? Why'd you listen to him? Well, Trump told me to. Well, Trump a godly man? Why'd you listen to him? It's not Trump's fault. It ain't Fauci's fault. It's your own damn fault. Come on in, Dale. Folks, uh, uh, this is such a beautiful breakdown. Uh, I have been with you for 
over two decades, Coach. And let me tell you what, as a pastor, all of those years, I've never been offended by anything you say, including Thanks. the fault of the pastors, right? Because I am one. So I've, right. I've never taken that personal because yeah. you're absolutely right. Many, many are. Jesus said this. He said, stumbling blocks will come mm-hmm. and woe unto them who they come through. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you stand before God, you're not going to be able to blame the stumbling block. God's going to deal with the stumbling block, That's but right. he's still going to deal with you at the end of the he day. He tells you, and watch one of the, the stumbling blocks, right? He says, watch for the stumbling blocks. I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the thing that these these young people go into to Bible colleges and, man, they got all their hopes and dreams and going to be these wonderful pastors. I believe every Bible college should start with James 3.1. And it says this. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that such will incur a stricter judgment. See, Coach, I hold that as a pastor. How important it is what I share, what this group has been to me to be able to also share that information in my church, brother. I deem that so vital because I don't want to be that stump. When he says woe to the stumbling block, that's a dangerous thing for the stumbling block because there's a greater judgment there for me. So these pastors, they don't care. They don't care, coach. There's many that do not care. But at the end of the day, we done the, we are doing the same thing. Remember you said that the devil, right, lies, deceptions, and fear, right? Yep. Since yep. the beginning. What has man used since the beginning? It's the woman you gave me, Lord. It's yeah, the right. He blamed right. somebody else. We're yeah. doing the same, dog. I love you, coach. I'm not offended, but I do appreciate because it's truthful what you just shared. It comes down to a personal responsibility to every individual. Amen, baby. Amen. Look, I'm going to say this. and I, I uh, Look, there's a difference between something that's true. And if you got to give your, if you got to pat yourself on the back, you're missing the whole point, right? So I'm not patting myself on the back. I forgot to mention Pastor Clint Harper and I, Pastor Clint and Tim, Tim too, bro. Look, if they were to come on there, they would, they would tell you this, that they too, Roger, have been unbelievably impacted by this show. Unbelievably impacted. Clint Harper lost a lot of his people out of his church because what? He said he came to a personal, he came to a place where he had some personal responsibility. He said, you know what? I do have an obligation to tell my people this. It cost it cost him some people, and you think about this. If a pastors, I'm, I'm I'm going to call him Dale because I know he's in here. Dale, you're a pastor. Dale, what do the pastors give you encouragement? Where do pastors get together and have genuine encouragement for one another? Not not women, not Flip Benham, not those guys. But locally, who do you have? Well, you got Bill Shanks and uh, maybe, maybe. But for the most part, you're out there all on your own, aren't you? There ain't nobody coming along beside you. So let, let me help you. Let me stand with you, brother. That doesn't happen, does it? I'm going to tell you right now, Coach, this is the beauty of having a unique church that I have. We are like a family. I got my encouragement within the house right there. Because, you know, Jeremiah was the weeping pastor. If you if you talk to many of my church, I'm the repenting pastor. Because when I blow it, I don't I don't secretly repent over here before God in my little Amen. prayer closet. I get before the church and say, hey, guys, I just want to let you know, here I am. I'm human. I absolutely yeah. blew it. I yelled at this person. I was absolutely, I let people know that I'm human. And you know what? then they're not afraid to come around me because they don't look at me like, oh, that guy never sins. That guy never does anything yeah, wrong, right. Coach. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
And so here's here's one that I've dealt with. Hang on, I'm gonna get, get to you. Here's one I've dealt with too. Said, so, oh boy, for a Christian, he sure didn't do very good with his own children. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Right? I say, hey, no chit, no chit. That's why I'm trying to warn you. <laughs> but you won't listen. See, I'm trying to warn you. If you do that, here's what you get. Nobody told me. I was, hey, I was on my own raising my kids. Anybody else out there like it? On your own raising your kids? Huh? Oh, yeah. Maybe mom and dad, maybe they'd give an opinion, but bro, I don't tell my kids how to raise their kids, right? It's kind of the old mantra. So I was on my own, doing it all by myself. And then they say, well, he can't be a godly man. Well, uh, are his own kids even serving the Lord? No, no, they're not. Well, Coach, I'm going to jump on that one. I'm going to jump on that one because then there was the sons of Aaron who called strange fire down from heaven. They come to accountability themselves. We can teach them all the things of the word. Bring them into it, brother. It's their faith. It ain't mine. (laughs) Right? So I'm trying to encourage you parents out there, right? It's your kids' faith. It isn't yours. They have to come to it on their own. But we have to admit that probably for the most part, most of us have done a horrible job from a spiritual standpoint, training our children. We didn't know better. We didn't, we didn't understand how powerful the demonic influences were in the lives of our children. We didn't get we didn't get it. I remember when I saw my first Playboy magazine. My aunt dropped some magazines off. She's just getting rid of some mag- magazines. I might have been 13. I don't know how long it was. And she dropped off some magazines. She's just trying to get rid of, dropped them off at our house. And one of them was a Playboy. Now, Playboy wasn't Playboy then. It wasn't Playboy. And uh, so I opened up this thing. Says Playboy. I didn't know what it was. I was 13 years old. I opened it up. And, oh, my goodness. This woman with these big tits. I'd never seen tits before. Am I allowed to use that word? I'd I'd never seen that before. And, oh, my goodness, what came off of that page at me. Woo! Changed Changed my life. Talk about a spiritual awakening. It wasn't a spiritual awakening. It was a sexual awakening saying, wow, looking at that feels good. And think about what your kids are seeing on the Internet today. Think what they're seeing on TV. Think what's going on right in front of them. Think what's happening in their schools. We're too busy to get involved. All right, who had their hand up there first? I'm looking. I don't have my glasses on. They're trying to look handsome. Go ahead, Michelle. Thank you. Good morning, team. Um, You know, when you talk about this shot, and if we're looking at it as a choice, um, you know, this was a giant psychological operation played on Mm -hmm. this country. And um, it's almost like if anybody out there has been scammed, um, I know that it's embarrassing. Nobody wants to admit they've ever been scammed, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that. It feels like that. It feels yucky. Um, But what comes to mind is, the children who this they, they had no choice, the children who have got and are getting this shot. And there's something that comes to mind. And I hope I don't cry or just remembering this. But it was a video of them injecting this Down syndrome girl with this shot. And she did not want it. I mean, she was terrified. I mean, something in her just knew. And of course, she got it. I, I don't know what happened to her. But I mean, this was forced onto a certain population that mostly the children and also the coercion with people's jobs, not being able to leave your homes, all those things. Sure. I endured it. 
you endured it. A lot of us did endure it, but some people who don't have the skill set or knowledge or background just got, I, I can remember one of my customers telling me she was a teacher and she was so pressured into this shot. She came home crying. She was crying. So to say that it's their fault, you have to understand this was, they were scammed and they, a lot of people feel ashamed and guilty and terrible and they wish they didn't do it. And we can't beat them up. I mean, we need to be there offering solutions and helping them say, yes, we need to be aware that these people are the enemy. Never get one of these things put in your body again. Amen. Rochelle, here's the truth. <clears throat> Finding a man or woman of integrity, especially in the government realm, is almost impossible. They, they rise to the top through compromise. That's the truth, right? If, you're a, if you take a stand and if you're a man and woman of integrity, a lot of people don't like to deal with you because you expose to them how shallow their faith really is. That's why you don't get invited to some of the parties you used to get invited to. Huh? You make them nervous. Well, as a young mother, you know, I was scammed into getting a, the, I, the flu shot as a pregnant mom. And they, they, they told me that if I did not get it, I was putting my baby in danger. And I, and I honestly, Coach, I really thought I was d doing the sure. right thing. Sure. I really did. I would never have put <laughs> poison into my body or my child's body. I thought I did the research. Everybody said to do it. That's right. And that's the same people told you to take the pill, and then you wouldn't get pregnant. You sin, sin away all you want to. Sin, 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 then you won't get pregnant. We're crazy, aren't we? Neil, come on in. One of the things that us parents who have grown children at our wayward, we, we want it more than they do. We want them to walk with the Lord more than we, than we do. Or I should say we want them to walk with the Lord more you. than they yeah. do. Yeah. And a lot of times we end up getting in God's way. We can't let him do his work because we're always in our kid's face trying to, boy, boy. you got to walk yeah. with the Lord. you got to walk with the Lord. We have to just live our life. We have to love on our children, and we have to get out of the Lord's way and let him do his thing. Amen, buddy. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Take your hands off. Judah. Coach, you mentioned this topic, and it lines up exactly with what's happening. And maybe this is where you're skating the puck to. But um, this morning, it is out. Colonel. Brad Miller, Colonel Brad Miller, Special Operations Command, released an interview with Tucker Carlson. This is the interview the whole world needs to see because he's like you, Coach. Brad Miller went to all the generals and said, no, I will not inoculate my troops. I will not subject them to this heart exploder jab. And he put his entire career on the line. And then, obviously, uh, they got rid of him. But um, he set a precedence without the, throughout the military that rippled throughout all Special Operations Command. And uh, this guy is a true hero. But he's on Tucker explaining uh, why they signed military accountability. So over 200 top military leaders who said, you know what? We're not going to accept unlawful orders and they went to their commanders they went to their leadership and said no and it was documented and for the whole world to see 
but uh, this is not a uh, understatement. This isn't a small topic. This is a Christian hero. This is what we're looking for, for people to say, you know what? Wow, there is good in the world. These are people who said, you know what? They took an oath to stand not only for their country, but to stand for their God. And this spits right in the face of all those people in the military industrial complex, because guys like this who have integrity and honor and character did the right thing. And you know what? They got squashed by the system. Sure. But what's great is, is we the people and all the people over time decided to stand up. And now that document today is over 27,000 who signed it and growing. And mm. with today, it's going to be even massiver. But coach, I will tell you, you had an impact on this man's life. And you know what? People like Ivan Ranklin and uh, Colonel Pete Chambers and uh, people like you, because you stood up, because you had a backbone, this gave the backbone for others' spines to stiffen. Yeah. Courage is contagious, baby. Huh? Courage is contagious. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, I want to show you. So thanks, thanks, uh, Jude. I'll be right. Right. Hang on a second. Pull up uh, <clears throat> number. Uh, where I'm sorry, number seven for me, real quick. I saw this this morning. Didn't even take time to read it because it just. FBI instructs a J6 conservative reporter, Steve Baker, to turn himself in on Friday. This comes after he questioned the government's role in the protests on January 6th. Uh, there but for the grace of God, go me, right? You can read down through here, and all this guy did is just continue to poke holes in everything the government was telling him. And now the FBI said, You're, we're going to arrest you, dude. We're going to arrest you. Now, what the average person would be, be, do would say, oh, I'm sorry. I won't say it anymore. I won't say it anymore. That's how, that's how we get the mess we're in. Good men, only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And good men today, few and far between, have done anything. However, the worm's turning. Come on in, Lauren. Um, good morning. Um, the, the thoughts about, you know, like training our kids in the way that they should go. And what I've said the whole, and I just want to thank you for the encouragement that you shared. It's like the, our kids have to have their own relationship with Jesus. They yeah. can't have, they can't have a relationship with Jesus based on ours. And what happens in the church and what I've, what I've shared a million times and been shunned is that just because they're three years old or five years old and they say the prayer with the Jesus lady or the Jesus guy standing up there, that doesn't make them saved. That makes them saying a prayer, you know, and um, they don't have that relationship with Jesus and you got, and they have to be trained in the way of the Lord and they have to see your trials because if they don't, they won't be able to stand on the truth, in the truth, with the truth, through the trials that this life is going to throw at them. At the end, you want to be able to st- you want to be able to look back over your shoulder and say, "You know what? I didn't teach him that. He did it on his own. I didn't remain silent when he was doing it. I stood up. I spoke up. It cost me a relationship with him. We we don't even speak to each other. But I was not going to encourage him to continue to do that. And we're, and we're, not, we're not willing to go that long. And that and that's putting your child before you because you you think is like I want to be in a relationship with my child. I have yeah. fought my daughter despite 
the um, autism because I've always held the bar. Here's the bar. Yep. I want you to try and reach it. If you try, yep. I want you, if you don't, it's okay. But if you, but if, but you have to try. And I've always brought her to Jesus and I've consistently told her, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. I don't care if she's got Cucamonga disease. It doesn't matter. Because if you're coaching, if you, when you stop coaching your child and training them like an athlete, because this the whole life thing is an athlete's thing. And you yeah. have good days, bad days. You have days that you're hurt. Amen. You have to work Amen. through injuries. You have to learn how to work on a team. You have to be able to participate in a, in, in a team. And if you don't know how to train by looking at the playbook, which is your Bible, then going into the gym and applying it and having spotters around you and having your drills. So that way, when you go on on the field, you can play it because you're out of the locker room. Children are in heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. They are not your children. They're his. And we're going to give it. We're going to be given an account for that. Amen. Thank, thank you. Hang on. I want you to pull up real quickly. I'll get you, Keith. Hang in there real quick. Uh, you got to see this. Pull up number three for me. Pull up number three. Now, friends, this stuff's all coming down. Mitch McConnell quit. Mitch McConnell quit. Joe Biden is going to get run out of office. They don't know what to do with him, right? Because the left, the Luciferian left, who's ever been in control of that, the worm is turning. They see it's turning. They become very, very desperate. But I want you to watch this guy. Senator John Fetterman, and ask yourself this. Why won't anybody in Pennsylvania stand up and say, something's got to give here. Go ahead and play. It's only 30 seconds. Go ahead and play it. Senator John Fetterman. The president, again, next to a a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. And now well, I'm standing The up. only one who understood that was Joe Biden. He's the only guy who understood what he was saying. Right? This is going on, and we don't do anything about it. Keith, come on in. And can I anti-climatic? You know, here a few years ago, there was a young man who uh, refused to put a patch on his uniform. And I think his last name was Day or something to that effect. At any rate, you're talking about uh, courage spreading. I guess the Washington Post has got an article up about uh, our troops are not we're, we're not wanting and refusing to put the patch on their uniforms now, also. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, <clears throat> I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go there today. Our, uh, we, our, our military cannot withstand an invasion. <laughs> uh, we used to have the most powerful military in the world. We, we don't have it anymore. We don't have it anymore, and it's our fault, right? Personal responsibility. Joe Allen. Yeah. Well, Pick off a Jew there. The shot was the first shot over the bow when they destroyed our military. They got rid of our alpha males in our service because they would not take the shot. And now we have what you saw this past week 
an Airedale going up here and setting himself on fire in public right. because of his, his uh, gender dysphoria. So our military is dumbed down. So mm-hmm. who's going to protect you? The Lord. So, Joseph, let me ask you this one. <clears throat> All of you out there go to church. You know any men's men's men in your congregation? Do you know of one? I mean, if I ask you right now, boy, there's a man's man. You know anybody anybody know of any in your church? Are man's men welcome in Christianity? I'd say I'd say we're not I'd say we're not even welcome. Not even welcome. Why is that? Well, again. In my opinion, comes back to we've lost that that manhood, that love of truth in the pulpit. It takes some courage, man, to tell somebody they're wrong. And we don't like to do it. Like I want to show you this real quick. This is this is pull up number six and put it at 1.5 speed. We're not gonna have time to watch it all. We're not gonna have time to watch it all. But I want you to think of Stu Peters. I don't know much about Stu Peters. I really don't know. I'm not taking an opinion here or there about Stu Peters, okay? Move it forward about the one-minute mark and just start it at 1.5 speed. And God bless Stu Peters because at least he'll say it. Go ahead. Of course he got us a dog to match our home. We have a gay dad. Of course he has more facial products than Sephora. All this leads to is a 30th high school reunion to take all the attention away from dad. all those bullies that made fun of me when Alex Slow it down. Years. It's too fast. Slow it down. We'll I'm sorry. Put it at regular speed. This is have a, gay dad. a gay dad. Of course, he has a closet full of wigs and weird outfits. They didn't stop you guys from having fun. We have a gay dad. Remember the time he grounded me for two weeks? Stop a minute. Just stop, a minute. Of- stop a minute. Stop a minute. If he's gay, how can he have sex with a woman? How can he get sexually aroused by a woman if he's attracted to men? Go ahead. I didn't know the difference between fuchsia and magenta. You're lucky it wasn't a month. We have a gay dad. Of course, when we were four, he told us that our queen was Janet. I thought it was Beyonce. What? He told me it was pink. We have a gay dad. Of course he can't throw a ball to save his life. Hashtag Travis Kelsey. We have a gay dad. Of course he makes us be quiet during the Super Bowl. Commercials. Except for this year, Travis Kelsey. We have a gay dad. He wants to have sex with Travis Kelsey, folks. The daddy tells the kids he wants to have sex with Travis Kelsey. Go ahead. Of course he drinks iced coffee in the middle of January. It's the sip of the straw facial expressions after you or somebody else spilled the tea, even in January. We have a gay dad. Of course he brought us to RuPaul's Drag Con. It was fun, though. But remember when he bought us bracelets and we found out they weren't actually bracelets? To be fair, I didn't know either. This is the type of country that we're living in right now. Some pervert homo has access to at least four kids around the clock all the time. He can take them to drag conventions. He can buy them rings, tell them that they're bracelets, and then post the evidence. Post pictures and videos of criminal sexual conduct or at minimum lewd and lascivious behavior online and somehow not end up in jail. Or better yet, the gallows. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah were turned to fire for less than what we're seeing in the modern West, especially in America. We're on borrowed time in this country. 
This country has fallen under judgment. We've been sold out to evil, evil people. If you can even call them people at all. More accurately, we're being taken over by demons. That's all you can call this. This is demonic. This predatory anti-child behavior is demonic. It's being pushed every single day through these disgusting apps like TikTok, which, you know, we always hear about it being run by the CCP. John Miller is here. Guess what, John? In America, it's actually run by the Jews. Yeah, this is why, first of all, this is why these people shouldn't have children. You know, we keep on hearing, oh, well, what, what can a gay dad do? What can a straight parent do that a gay dad can't? They don't do that, okay? They don't take their kids around their closet and show them their sex toys. I, I mean, I, can it, I don't know if it can get much worse. As far as who is running this, I mean, you just look at the hookup culture. You look at the apps that are promoting this stuff. You look at Pornhub. You look at the app Grinder. Who is behind all of that? We know who's behind that. And as you mentioned, it is Jewish intellectuals. It is business people, Jewish businessmen. And Ashkenazi Jews, those who say they're Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, let's be clear. It is Weimar Republic. It is in many ways worse than Weimar Republic, which was the state in Germany that was so bad, so degenerate and so debaucherous that the Nazis literally had to come in and say, enough, we have to stop this. Okay, stop that was the Take only the thing. 10 minute and 30 mark, please. 10 minute, 30 seconds. I'm just going to show you a couple more minutes of it. I'll put it in the chat. Watch it on your own. And if you get offended that they call out the Ashkenazi Jews, I don't know what to tell you. Go ahead. People, because of this, this political correctness, meanwhile, these people can do this to our kids. And that's totally acceptable. Our kids. I, I just want everybody to think about that. I don't care what your political ideology is or what religion you practice or, you know, what party you align with or, you know, what your morals and values are. Can't everybody, all 350 some odd million of us in this country agree that kids are the most valuable thing, the most, the most, the most greatest gift from God that we could ever have and that we must by any means necessary protect our kids? Can't we all agree? You touch our kids, we kill you. No, we can't agree, apparently. You would think we could agree, but I see people defending this stuff in the comments. You go on Twitter and there are actually people in the comments saying, well, it's, you know, they're old enough to understand. No, they're not. What's the difference between this and a Disney movie? There's something you undone. Are you Exactly. What is the difference? I mean, Disney movie, this is a Disney movie, only yeah. just dumbed <laughs> down for TikTok. That's what this is. Right. I mean, go watch a Disney movie. These right. people want unfettered legal access to your kids. Mark my words, the end result to this, the goal, the benchmark for success for these people, Republicans and Democrats alike, is to have legal with kids of any age. And where does it all come from? Read the Talmud. John Miller, thank you so much for being here. We'll have you back for something weirder than this. In the chat, Rochelle, come on in. Coach Dave live, treading where no one else will go. Go, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for playing that. Yeah, you know what? is really upsetting is this craziness goes both ways because not only is this man allowed to have children but you know you don't give your kid a vaccine and they want to take your kids away from you Amen. you have to Amen. go and fill out all kinds of forms to get an, a religious exemption so that you don't have to subject your child to their poisons so as long as you're abusing your children, you can keep them and post everything you want online. However, if you're taking care of your children and feeding God into them, you're in trouble. And we're so going to take them away from you. 
because you're indoctrinating them and you are a national, a religious nationalist and now you're dangerous. So it's okay yeah. for them to poison the mind, huh? Is that where we are folks? It's okay for them to poison the mind of your children. When the Bible says it'd be better for you to put a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the ocean. Then they'll do this to one of those little kids. And we sit around, you, you know what? Homosexuals, homosexuals are permitted by the law to go adopt children. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, the government says we can. The Supreme Court says they can. Huh? Personal responsibility. This has gone on in your community. Little kids are being adopted into families and being indoctrinated in this Amosur with the tacit approval of the local church. They let this they let this indoctrination in your schools where you pay the bills. It's in the, your schools training children to accept this in your school, in my school that I pay for. Well, coach, it's a, it's a state senator's fault. It's a governor's fault. Oh, coach, it's Trump's fault. It's, no, 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 it's my fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. Personal responsibility. Friends, how can we allow this to be done to little children? I don't know. Government's strong, I guess. The court said it's okay. Go ahead, Randy. Take a deep breath. Coach, you circled back. Good job. If we remain in our stupid false teaching, Coach, we're not responsible for ourselves either. Because (laughs) Stu Peters is one of the few people who has connected this Jewish evil around the world, and, and, and it's, I don't care if you call them Ashkenazi or what, but these lobbies Kabbalah. are in every nation, Coach. They're lobbying, this, they're, they're lobbying for this sexual deviancy, and it goes right back to them. I'm telling you, Stu Peters, is he's connected it, Coach. What's the, vi- and, what's the video? Get as bad as you want to. Amen, hey, look, look, it ain't my fault for telling you the truth. It ain't my fault. Now, all the media will call me all kinds of names and all, all that because that's how they operate, right? But the reality is, well, here's who's doing it. Here is who's doing it. They say, well, that, Coach, those are God's chosen people. No, no. Jesus said those are the Jews who say they are not, but they're of the synagogue of Satan. And they all hide behind that covering of J-E-W. J is as, as if that there's nothing evil that could ever happen with the J-E-W. Never, 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 never. They're of their father, the devil, Jesus said, and the works of your father, they will do. The Kabbalah, Kabbalah, study the Kabbalah. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Do your own research. Huh? How do we stop it, Angie? Huh? Well, we're afraid to, aren't we? We're afraid to do. What has to be done to stop it? And Jesus said, be better put a millstone around your neck. You worried about your own neck, dude? He said, you ought to just throw yourself in that big old lake over there. You won't stand up and protect an innocent child. You don't let them be programmed into homosex. What? You're going to allow them? You, you mean they're going to coach Dave? 
You're going to allow them to teach little kids that putting their mouth on a, a boy to put his mouth on another man's penis is normal. Coach Dave, tell me you're not going to let that happen. See you tomorrow.